Welcome to Design in Confidence, hosted by me, Stefano Bellucci-Sessa, creative coach, speaker and facilitator. In this episode, I will talk about understanding where the limits to your creative confidence come from. I'm making this episode because in confidence, many times I felt that an environment was putting limits on myself. For environment, I mean society, family, or the place I used to work. But other times I felt that the limits were there. But actually, I found out after that they weren't. They were coming from myself. And what I want to share with you is how mindfulness and design help me make this distinction between the time where these limits were coming from the culture I was in and from myself. Because this brought me a lot of times to blame it all on myself and unfairly undermine my creative confidence, or to blame it all on others, worsening unfairly the relationship towards my employer or my manager. If you struggle with these two, whether you are a lead of a team or not, I hope you will find useful what I wish I knew early in my career about the distinction between the limits we put ourselves and those that others put on us. I'm gonna start doing this with a metaphor that my father told me once. In an experiment, a scientist placed a number of fleas in a glass jar, and they quickly jump out. He then put the fleas back into the jar and placed a glass lid over the top. The fleas began jumping and hitting the glass lid, falling back down into the jar. After a while, the scientists removed the glass lid but by the time the fleas learned that they were able to jump higher than the jar, they limited themselves even if the limit was removed. They couldn't believe that they could jump higher outside of the jar. Also, what's interesting is that the new baby fleas were imitating their parents' behavior. They couldn't understand that they could jump outside the jar. So why I bring up this story? Because our ability to jump is our creative confidence. The lead all the rules, values, and behaviors that are incentivized or incentivized in our community, whether it's a family, a team, an organization, industry, or society. And yes, it's true, sometimes those limits, that lead is there, but sometimes it isn't. As children, we have the critical confidence to just do things. And as grown-ups, we start to be aware of all the limits that tell us what we cannot do. That because we are not allowed or because we are not able, like people that tell us that I'm not creative. But children show us how we are all creative. That because they are naive, they don't know the rules or the limits. This makes them confident of being able to imagine things in different ways, of doing new things, of learning by trying, growing and changing. But then when we grow up, society's jars come in that teaches us what is possible and what is not. And these limits, sometimes they are explicit, like rules, and sometimes they aren't, they are invisible. Like the example that we see from others, like it happened to the baby fleas that they could not jump outside of the jar. Example of invisible limits might be, as I touched on other episodes, not having creative or design or innovation in your job title. Sometimes you see a demographic because there might be a lack of a demographic group in a sector, because you don't see many female doctors, you think that you cannot be a female doctor. 
Then there are with organizations that celebrate only specific types of behaviors. An example of that might be extroverted or loud or bold people, compared to those that are introverted or shy or a little bit more reserved. They might think that their behavior is not really welcomed. One other example of invisible limits is when an organization doesn't have a clear policy on how to ask for a salary review, for example, or a promotion. That doesn't create an environment where you are sure whether you are allowed or not to ask for those things. Let's look at all this more in detail. So let's start with when you are part of a team and you are not a leader. I'm not suggesting to break the law or to remove any sort of limits, but we need to be aware of the limits. If they exist in the system, try to work within the limits or try to push them so that you can change the system. So for example, Rosa Parks sat where she wasn't allowed to sit to change the system. But if they exist only in your head, you need to work within you, push yourself and trying to change yourself. And that might happen with a lot of women who were the first in their profession. Of course, I'm referring to all the cultures where that was allowed. There was no specific rule that was not allowing that profession to women. So how do you understand if the limits are there or not? Well, you do that by trying. You need to try to jump higher and see what happens. Sometimes you will see that the lid is there, other times you see that you can break the lid, and other times you see that the lid is not there at all. I have a really privileged life compared to Rosa Parks and many women, but I'll try to show you my example for my little problems. In my life that happened when I was applying for jobs that I thought I wasn't able to do, when asking for pay rise or promotions, when starting my freelance career, or when I wanted to write a blog. But the best example is speaking at conferences. I always wanted to do it, but I always thought that there were probably rules to identify important people, or they needed to contact you, or there is probably a process that you have to follow, and whatever. Only this year I tried, and it's one of the biggest regrets of my life. I hope I've done that much more in the past. And that's because I found out that sometimes there are no rules, anyone can apply. Other times, yes, there is a process and some specific criteria that you have to meet. And that might happen or not, but that's okay, at least you tried. But also sometimes going beyond limits, it won't be a problem. Being creative means thinking outside the box, means imagining of going beyond those limits. And probably means thinking of something that hasn't been thought yet by anyone. It's normal that whoever is above you or came before you hasn't thought about it yet. So if you thought about it, maybe there's not been a decision of whether what you're thinking about is allowed or not. That, for example, happens if you apply for a job, they might have written a job spec of things that you have to do. But they maybe they didn't think of things that you might do. So the fact that it's not there, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to do it. It just didn't think that you could be able to do that thing in a company. So suggest to dare to be creative. And if you are in a leadership position, remember that you have the responsibility of clarifying where the lead is, because removing it might not be enough for all the things I've just said now. 
But let's talk more about this. As we said, like the fleas that don't jump higher than a removed lid, it's normal that people that got used to previous limits need more encouragement. So as a leader you might have to deal with invisible limits. So for example if you want to change the culture of the workplace, you need to deal with the limits that the previous cultures was creating in people. So for example, no matter how you might stand for equality, there are gender bias and gender unfairness outside of your company. So people that will come inside might have those in their mind. So for example, in projects and workshops I led, even if I was trying to be as welcoming of people to chip in, often it wasn't enough. That's because there was always invisible limits that undermine the confidence when they participate to activities. For example, the presence of someone paid more, or someone being more vocal than others, or they just feel they don't fit in. Or, for example, they come from a culture where they are not allowed to fail or to say things in meetings. So it's important to always make clear limits and behaviors you want to see. A good example of that is the dress code. When you start in a company, you don't know what you're meant to wear. And sometimes that's not clarified, that's quite hard to understand what the limits are. So imagine something simple like that, but apply to many things in your company. Like being able to share ideas on how to improve your organization. Or taking the time to learn something new so you can do your job better. Or being able to ask for help, or to help another team and collaborate with them. You need to be aware of what are the invisible limits that live in your company that make people feel they can or cannot do things. So that you can be in control by making them as visible as possible. It's normal that not everything is allowed. People know that. But keep in mind that they might think that there are more limits than what you think. And it's also important to not see this in black and white, but see this in shades of grey. It's important that you clarify what, yes, it's forbidden, what is tolerated, what is welcome, what is incentivized, and what is expected by someone. This allows people to understand what they must and must not do, what they should, what they should not do, and what they can and cannot do. And this opens them up to wonder what they might do, which is where creativity lives. And accept the surprise that you're gonna get, because of course you're gonna see a behavior that in future you might forbid, tolerate, welcome, incentivize, or expect. But in future, not retroactively. Otherwise, people are gonna be punished because they're being creative. But don't expect that creating and writing rules somewhere is gonna be enough. A creative culture based on trust takes time. And it's built with the habits of the people around them. Examples of habits are talking openly about problems, rewarding specific behaviors, promoting examples from the outside, but most of all leading by example. And you cannot expect to have one solution for everyone. People are different and society treats them differently, limiting them or not and undermining their active confidence. So it's your responsibility as a leader, manager or facilitator to create an equitable creative environment 
by understanding how different people need to be treated in different ways so that they can feel confident. And let me know how you inspire an equitable creative culture or how you find the strength to go beyond the limits of your creative confidence. Or if you have any questions, go to designingconfidence.com. There you can see how to contact me, but also find links to relevant resources and people I found inspiring for this and other talks. I remind you that what I talk about here does not represent any of my former or current employees, but sometimes you might find that they deserve at least a thank you. And if you found this inspiring, please leave a review and share this podcast. Tell people why you think this podcast helps your creative confidence. Become someone else's safe space to talk about these topics and to find support in building their creative confidence. Because if you got this far, I'm sure you're a great listener, which I thank you for. And now it's time for me to shut up so that you can listen to your own thoughts after this episode. And remember to thank yourself for the time you spend to learn and grow.